Traditionally, the rules of business have been focused on being tough, aggressive, and resilient. But Mary Portis argues that there's another way of working, to work like a woman. In her book, she discusses how she built her business on values that matter to her, collaboration, empathy, and trust, and how those values have made her a better leader. You can find out more in this extract from her audiobook. Chapter 1. Is work working against us? The secret of change is to focus all your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Socrates. I'm sitting in the Arco Cafe in Knightsbridge and I don't know which is more overpowering, the smell of fat or the reek of fag smoke. It's 1981, I'm 21 and I work as a window dresser at Harrods. I can't believe Elaine didn't get the job, Fiona says. We've got to do something. Fiona, who works with me on the back windows, is outraged. Our colleagues, Elaine and Roger, both went for a promotion and he got it. They're equally talented, but we thought Elaine would get the job because she's been at Harrods far longer than Roger, and that's usually how things work. We've got to go on strike or something, Fiona hisses. Demonstrate. Contact our union. I stare at her. The only women I know who demonstrate are the ones at Green and Common Women's Peace Camp, and they chain themselves to fences in protest against nuclear arms. Doesn't look very comfortable. Don't you see, Mary, Fiona says with a withering look. If we don't do something, then none of us stand a chance. The men will always get the jobs. I don't really think too much about this kind of stuff. Isn't that just how things are? The only woman I've known who was in charge of something was my head teacher, and that's because it was a convent school run by nuns. We all knew who ruled the roost at home when I was growing up. My mother, Teresa. She looked after me, my sister, brothers and dad. No car, part-time evening work as a cleaner, cooking, washing and cleaning for six, and still Dad's dinner was on the table the moment he got through the door. She was never not working. But Dad was the one who came home from work, clutching the staff newspaper with his photo on the front page. Dad was the person who put the money on the collection plate when we went to St Helens every Sunday. In the eyes of the outside world, he was the one in charge. But as I sit in the cafe with Fiona, I think of my brothers, Michael, Joe and Lawrence. And I realised how unfair it would be if my sister Tish or I missed out on a job in favour of one of them, just because they're men. And then I think about Elaine. It's true what Fiona is saying. There are a lot of men in charge at Harrods. In fact, it's all men who run the display department where we work. Berge is head of front windows. Keith looks after the side, while Peter heads home and interior display. Then there's David, head of ground floor display. Andrew on the first floor. Alan on the second, Antonio on the third, and Paul on the fourth. Lou is the deputy display manager. His name isn't short for Louise. And above us all is the big boss, John. Oh, to be fair, there is a woman in the management offices, a secretary called Jane. Fiona is right, floor after floor of men are managing women who rarely get the chance to manage them back. Elaine has been sidelined just because she's a woman. And that is so not on. But what are we going to do? I say. And within days, a few of us are stamping up and down the pavement outside Harrods windows, but we aren't exactly a force to be reckoned with. Most of our women colleagues don't want to stick their head above the parapet, however much they agree with us. 
We tried to mobilise the union but soon realised that our protestations are falling on deaf ears. Not long after, we melt into the background again. Soon Fiona will leave Harrods and in time I will also resign to start a freelance career in window display. Because, although I'm not sure where I want to go, I know one thing after my first glimpse of sex discrimination in the workplace. I want to create opportunities that back then, as a woman, Harrods will never give me. If you're age 40 or above, this story might seem familiar. The world of work was a very different place even as recently as 20 years ago and men were largely in charge. But if you're younger, maybe you're wondering what this has got to do with you. There's lots of women managers in your office after all. Humour me. Listen up. Be we baby boomers, Generation Xers or millennials, I'm afraid we're all in this together because the world of work we work in is often working against us. Take retail, my area of expertise. 60% of its employers are women. And women also make or influence 85% of all purchasing decisions. That means we're usually responsible for buying everything from our old man's pants to big ticket items like holidays. Retail is a world that women drive both financially and practically. And yet, we've only got 10% of the positions on retail executive boards. That's kind of perverse, isn't it? A business made up of women, sustained by women, but hardly any of us make it to the top. It's the same in many industries. We know about the male domination of politics, banking and engineering, but they're also at the top of industries that, like retail, are very female-dominated. Teaching, say, or medicine. Even in hairdressing. And if that isn't a female-driven industry, then I don't know what is. All those famous names are male. From Vidal Sassoon, Trevor Sorby, Tony and Guy, to John Frieda, Nicky Clark, Sam McKnight. But can you name a single female famous hairstylist? Thought not. The reality is that most industries have more women at the bottom and more men at the top. So why is this? Do women lack stamina or ambition or are we just too difficult to work with? Or are we just really average at our jobs? Some people say we lack ambition and that women don't reach for the top because we get so far and then life, family and work clash too often for many of us to devote the attention to a career that success demands. But you know the kind of people who say that. It's usually the ones with someone at home doing everything from childcare to picking up the dry cleaning so there's nothing else for them to worry about except working 80 hours a week. And then there are those who believe the way women work means we're not equipped to rise to the top. We might be too passive, unambitious or focused on children. You know the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, enough of the excuses. There is a reason why women don't get to the top in the same numbers as men and it has zero to do with our shortcomings. Systemic barriers are what stops us. Systemic barriers at work affect the whole culture and everyone working within it, particularly women. Why? Because they're part of a working code that was created by men for men. That was an extract of Work Like a Woman, written and read by Mary Portis. It's one of a number of audiobooks from Penguin Audio, that are designed to inspire you in all aspects of your life. You can download the audiobook now from Apple Books, Audible or Google Play.